Welcome to the Prayer Works Podcast, where our mission is to pray and teach others to pray about relevant topics so that you can live a transformed life. Now, here's your host, Executive Director of the Prayer Institute, Nicole Bird. Hey, everyone. Good to see you again. Nicole Bird here. Welcome to the Prayer Works Podcast, where our mission is to pray teach others to pray about relevant topics to help you live a transformed life. Today is episode 126, and I'm excited to have on the show with me my special friend known as the CEO, Clyde Jackson. He's the CEO and the founder of Blue Chip Sports, founded in 2005, and he has the pleasure of being an instrumental part of the process and the success over student athletes who are seeking um, to go to school um, beyond high school. Uh, He's been a part of the process of them getting D1 full scholarships so that they can get an education and play the game that they love. His organization has player development programming, um, mentorship opportunities, and um, he has a part in um, how the journey uh, of these young men will go and um, with their career goals. So, Clyde, welcome to the Prayer Works Podcast. Thank you, Miss Nicole. It's an honor to be on your show. Um, just thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to um, provide information to these young athletes out here. Cool. So, cool. thanks again for having me. Great, great. So relax. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to hurt you too much. You're in the hot seat today. And so today, y'all, our topic is prayer and sports. And I wanted to talk about this, Clyde, because um, not only because of my personal experience with my own son, uh, he plays basketball, been trying to help him navigate um, this love of the game and a lot of ups and downs with trying to get to the space he believes God is calling him to. But I've also witnessed a lot of disappointment, right? Uh, when when a, a player, student athlete has a desire, they have goals, they want everybody want to make it to the NBA, everybody want to make it to the NFL when it comes to the game, but it doesn't happen for them. And so there's a big letdown. And I just believe that many of us in the process, if we're not careful, we'll lose sight of what it's really about or what it should be about. And so I brought um, Mr. Jackson on the show because he has an amazing testimony, and I wanted to give him the platform to kind of talk about that because I believe what he has to say is going to make impact in the lives of those student athletes, you, your, your, and some parents, and some parents that may um, be trying to help um, their children navigate the process as well. And so I wanted to give you. Uh, space to kind of tell. So t- tell me a little bit about what happened to you. You were in high school. I understand that um, Blue Chips, your your new organization, um, evolved from your experience you had uh, playing football in high school. Talk a little bit about that. Okay, well, um, I came up with the name Blue Chips. Um, Blue Chips mean um, All-American. It was the best of the best. I played football in, in the 90s at Lamarck High School, one of the most um, dominating high school programs of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, I played free safety. I was a four-sport letterman. Um, was getting recruited by any, I mean, every college in the country. 
um, played free safety, um, played point guard in basketball, um, played center field in baseball, ran track, just was a phenomenal athlete. And then in 1991, um, I had an injury. It was my senior year. One of the biggest times I was, one of the most um, exciting times for football for me, it, it was the end of the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, end up having a neck injury, tore um, some ligaments in my third and fourth vertebrae, second game of the season against a rival, Texas City High School. Mm. Um, for me, it was devastating, Nicole. Um, that's all I knew was sports. My mom, my mom pretty much raised me as a single parent and she kept me in sports. So I thought that I couldn't go to college unless I had the um, sports um, scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? let's talk about that injury though. Because okay. I think that's kind of what the people want to hear. Tell okay. me about the injury. So, and, and the, the injury I had, I tore some ligaments in my third and fourth vertebrae. I was paralyzed for um, about two minutes, three minutes on the ground. Um, I heard a, a ringing noise going through my head, and I actually saw like a white light. Um, at that time, I just um, began to pray. Um, I asked God, I said, God, you know, if you allow me to walk again, I don't never have to play sports again. You can use me in another way. And at that time, um, I got up, walked off on, off the field on my own. They took me to the sideline. They cut my um, shoulder pads and helmet off. And um, I didn't go to the hospital that night. Um, I actually went home. And then it was until the next day, um, I went to treatment at the high school and um, I, I was going through therapy and the doc, I would train and push down on my neck and um, it kind of locked up. They immediately took me to the emergency room. I had to go to emergency surgery. And they said that if I would have moved wrong in my sleep, I could have died. Mm. So at that time, that was my first encounter with God, mm-hmm. you know. So it became real for me at that time. Mm-hmm. So I never went on to play sports again. You know, I, I, I went to Navarro Junior College. Um, I tried out for basketball, made the team, but I just didn't play. Um, made the baseball team, didn't play. Because I remember those words. And I was blessed to start my organization, which is one of the top organizations in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, what's intriguing to me is that you you said that you were on the ground, right? And um you 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 couldn't walk at the time. What what prompted you to go into prayer? Like is that was a part of your upbringing or what what made you decide that you needed to talk to God in that moment? Well, um my upbringing, I I come from a um I was always introduced to Christ at an early age. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, that's all I knew mm-hmm. was to pray, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I was I, I had a relationship with God before that time, mm-hmm. but I grew closer to God at that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's when it became real because I know that I couldn't walk. I couldn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. I, know my, I knew I had a, 
a bad accident mm -hmm. at the time that it happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to try to keep it real. Okay, so you got hit. You're on the ground. You could not walk. No, let me change that. Okay. I didn't get hit. Yeah. I hit somebody. Oh, you hit somebody. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so, so, but let me ask you this. Was you like mad at God? The fact that you had all these offers, yeah, opportunity to go on and probably make millions if you would have had it your way. Was you mad at God that he kind of interrupted the plans that you had for your life, your family had for your life? That's a good question. Um, I think at some point I was mad. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, what I don't want to leave out that's very important um, that I want to share with the youth, at that time in my life I was being disrespectful to my mom. Mm. So, you know, it was a point that, you know, I was getting a lot of attention. I had a big head. Mm. I wasn't humble. I wasn't thanking God for the success that I was having. Mm -hmm. And you see so many athletes out here that, you know, they get a little fame and they don't understand where that fame comes from. Mm -hmm. You know, it's even with the parents, mm -hmm. you know. Their pa the kid may be good and they get arrogant instead mm -hmm. of humbling themselves and just thanking mm -hmm. God for that opportunity. You know, as, as, as quick as he gave, gave it, bless you, mm -hmm. he can take it away. And I was a prime example of that. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I can see how that definitely could be the problem. I guess, how does a person, Cloud, if you will, bring themselves? I, I think for me, in the, in the moment, I was thinking about when you were saying that humility and you were being disrespectful to your parents, when people lose sight or what it's really about. Because for me, according to Colossians, it says do everything uh, to the glory of God, whether it's word or deed, everything that you do, do it to the glory of God. So when it's not about God anymore, right, I think God comes in and, and starts to deal with us in a different way. And so, I mean, what would you say to someone that may be a student that may have lost sight? Because it should be about purpose, right? Yes. And there's a difference when it's about you, then when it's about purpose, because purpose impacts people other than yourself. It's not just about you. So had it become, it sounds like it became more about you and what you wanted to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I would tell the kids, you know, definitely you can't do anything without God. Mm -hmm. You have to put him first. Mm -hmm. You know, he is the reason why you're able to succeed and you mm -hmm. have to glorify him mm -hmm. and, you know, have a relationship with him mm -hmm. through the sports. Don't just call on him when you want to make a touchdown, mm -hmm. you know, praise him when you have a bad game. Mm -hmm. When you when your fans are with you, they're with you. Mm -hmm. When they're not with you, you still need to praise them because mm -hmm. you're going to have good games. You're going to have bad games. Mm -hmm. You're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have accomplishments. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have, you, you might miss the game-winning shot. Mm. You still gotta praise him, mm -hmm. you know, and trust him. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking through, you know, this whole idea of, you know, most people, most students that's in sports that that rise up, they have a platform, right? Mm -hmm. And being responsible in how you leverage that platform. 
Like you could use that platform that or your influence to do anything. You could use that platform that influence to to draw others to Christ and to the kingdom of God, or you could use that platform to draw other people away. And I, what do you think about that? You know, with social media, you had these kids; they have all of this influence. Um, probably different than was in the nineties. You probably was in the newspaper a lot. Yes. But yes. now they can capture a, a play or something right on social media and people can see it and it's big, but people are not, I feel like we get off point when we don't leverage the platform that God has gave. What do you think about that? Um, most definitely. Uh, the platform it's like you said, back in my day, we had, um, uh, the biggest platform for us was newspapers. Mm-hmm. Now technology is such amazing. Um, these kids have all kinds of video, videographers, I mm-hmm. mean, filming every play and things mm-hmm. like that. And and that is a time to glorify God to use that um, through their actions, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, their sportsmanship, mm-hmm. you know, being team leaders, you know, mm-hmm. giving, giving people the opportunity to see Christ through Mm -hmm. them, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, these, these kids have, they have it great, you Mm know? Um, it's amazing. Like you can go like, for example, when LeBron James Jr. plays, man, it's every video camera. It's Mm -hmm. over 150, 200 cameramen just, um, in, in the light just to see this kid play, you Mm -hmm. know? So, that is a good platform mm-hmm. to to um, show Christ. So, so Claude, you have your organization is Blue Chip Sports, and you you do a lot of player development. Like you have them probably more than their school coaches will probably ever have them. You have them probably year round. Do you do what do you feel like we need to be doing um, as a part of player development? Um, with these guys to kind of help them to stay grounded when they get to a space. Because I'm, I'm wondering at 15, 16, do they really have, um, do they really have uh, the maturity, right, to handle, like you said, all the lights and all the glamour that comes with um, the talent that they have. I think sometimes they have this great talent, but they not, they're not at a mature level to handle the success that comes with that. Well, I think um, as as administrators and programs, we have to do a better job of bringing people like yourself in to speak to parents and um, kids and um, people that has had success mm-hmm. in the game um, to teach these young men, you know, how to handle success. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't teach them, they won't know. Mm-hmm. You know, only thing that that they see is they see the big time stars mm-hmm. that made it and some of them are, I mean, let's be real, some of them are not good examples, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think if we catch them at an early age, you know, show them, hey, you can be successful, you know, but at the same time, you know, you need to know where your success comes from. Mm-hmm. You have to train them and mm-hmm. and teach them, hey, this is how you handle success. Because mm-hmm. some people can't handle success, mm-hmm. you know. You know, for me, you know, I, I've tried to keep my son grounded in things because I am a woman of faith. Um, and I, I think it's it's 
we need more people like you in your organization and we need it infused in the organization that it has to be bigger than basketball. Like it can't be the only thing. There's so much more onto the game. It's great to have an amazing gift. It's great to be able to um, be a part of so many um, opportunities, play for D1 schools. And of course the reward of, for me as a parent, the reward of not being able to have to pay for my child's education has been such a blessing from God. Like I knew that that God was going to use that, but I think more the program's got to have more of is bigger than basketball. And how do we infuse that in, you know, you got basketball drills, but how do you infuse those other pieces to help them when something happens like an injury? Right. If something happens like you don't get recruited, you know, what are some things that we could potentially put in place? Because we also know, I think you were telling me about a stat and I'll let you talk about that. So everybody not going to the NBA. Yeah. And, I, and you're, you're correct. You know, um, for high schoolers coming out, I'll, I'll use basketball for high schoolers that finish high school that want to come go and play college basketball is 6.5% of those kids that actually play play college basketball. Mm. And then for them to move on to the NBA, it's um, 1.2. I'm sorry, basketball is 3.4. Mm-hmm. And 3.4% 3, 3. of the kids that play um, high school basketball move on to play college basketball. Mm. And That's then a small number. And then the percent goes down from college to the NBA is mm-hmm. 1.2%. And then mm-hmm. football is 6.5% mm-hmm. and 1.2% goes on to play in the NFL. So, you know, high school kids, everybody wants to go to the NBA. Everybody wants to go play in, a, in the NFL. And like I tell my kids, you know, it's possible through prayer, mm-hmm. you know, Stay humble, but you have to work hard because mm-hmm. you see the percent. That means every day you got to work on your game. You mm-hmm. got to do something every day to work on your game. And when I say work on your game, that's off the court and that's mentally mm-hmm. focusing on the right aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. And um, But we need to educate our kids for if they don't make it. I mean, just because they don't make it to the NFL, they can be commentators. They can uh, um, learn how to do stats. They can be sports agents. Mm. They can be directors, GMs, you Mm. know. Uh, Prime example, I didn't make it to the NBA and I'm around sports. I mean, I I can go to any sports activity I I would like to, you know. I'm around the game. The next thing for me is I'm gonna become a sports agent Mm. here shortly, you know. Um, So I, uh, for the last thirty some years, I've been able to be around the game. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just have to study, study. So, the game. so I guess, I guess, I get that study, but I think what you just said was amazing because we got to give our children that exposure. Mm-hmm. That if there's everybody has a different path, and everybody's not going to take um, that path, that pathway. I think um, God says it well in Jeremiah. He says, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and give you a hope in the future. And I think 
each of us has, yes, we have a unique gift. You may start out in basketball, but that doesn't mean um, if you don't make it to the, to the big time, you know, that God can't use you in other arenas. And I see that in your life, like um, you not being able to go to the NFL or play college um, basketball, college basketball or football. Right. Mm -hmm. But you have you you have the organization where you're touching thousands of children's lives and their family. You're able to do that. And I, that whole interruption, we got to know that that was God's providence for your life. You probably didn't feel that way at the time, right? Right. So how, I mean, when did you decide, how did you bring yourself to kind of accept that that's no longer my journey, that God was taking you in a different Well, for me, um, it was immediately when I... Mm. After I um, got hurt and uh, the doctors told me, you know, hey, I actually ended up having two surgeries. The first surgery, they was like, hey, you, you're not going to be able to play contact sports again. Mm -hmm. So that was a reality check for me. And then I was just determined that I was going to play sports again. So um, I ended up having a second surgery. Mm -hmm. And... Um, uh, my mom asked me not to play, you know, because it was a 50-50 chance my neck would be stronger than what it was, and, and it was a chance that I can get hurt and never walk again. Mm. So I had to immediately um, pick and choose, you know, what I wanted to do. And my mom and I had a talk, and she was just like, you know, you can still be around the game, and that's when she told me that you can affect, you can be around sports as more, and just playing that you can offer the game. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, that's when I decided, hey, I'm going go to go into coaching and, and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. that's how I ended up. With you know, Clyde, for me, most of anything that I do, if I, I can't find any purpose in it, I don't want to do it. Like, mm -hmm. if I'm not making some type of impact or if I'm not making the difference, I don't want to do it. And I think not having a why or a purpose is why a lot of people can't focus, you know? So I think us being able to create an environment where student athletes, those that are aspiring um, for these type of careers, that they have that type top, top, of, top of mind, that they would have that mindset that, you know, this good what I'm doing, but it, it has to be purposeful. You know, it has to be bigger than yourself. Like, who are you, whose life are you going to change in the process? And that's what the, the kingdom is. And I think, you know, with prayer, um, being a part of the discipline that you have along with practice, eating right, like prayer has to be a part of that discipline. It, it definitely has to be a priority. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I know it starts with the parents, but a lot of times, most of our kids spend more time with coaches and in activities and extracurricular programs. Um, and so that tells me how much impact that a lot of coaches, and it could be bad influences as well, you know, my experience. Mm -hmm. One of my things that um, I experienced with my son when he was being recruited was I was really trying to, I really wanted him to be around men who had integrity mm -hmm. like because i knew that he was going to be with him would be with them all day every day like men that would have um 
an indelible imprint in their life, really have influence when they see that they, people that he would respect, you know, people that he would honor as if they were a father or something to him. And so I think that's important. I think we need to get more men that are men of integrity, um, men that are truthful, because a lot of people, you know, this is a money game. It's a lot of money in sports. And we're, I think a lot of times we get caught up in that and our kids are getting pushed and shoved on the, on the, um, to the sidelines um, because of that they're not surrounded by people with integrity. What, what do you want to say about that? Well, I think you, you have a valid point, you know. So it is a lot of people that's in the game. You, uh, we definitely want to be role models uh-huh. to um, young men because we encounter a lot of um, kids that don't have two-parent households, you know. Uh-huh. and Or they might have, you know, two-parent households and the parents might work a lot for um, a living. So uh-huh. we definitely spend a lot of time with these young men and uh, – you definitely want to train, you know, get them prepared for life, mm. because to succeed it starts at an early age, you know, mm. and you want to keep, you know, I, in my organization myself, I can't speak for uh, everyone, but I try to keep men that's um, with, that have integrity, that's um, spiritual guys, you know. Uh, we're all under construction, you know, so, mm-hmm. uh, but we try our best to be mentors to these young men, mm-hmm. you know, when we have them, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be challenges because we can, we can have our own morals and, mm-hmm. and goals for the kids and it can be if, if, if we're not on the same level as the parent, you know, that's the big part. Us and the parent need to be on one accord. Mm-hmm. to make these young men successful. So we, we try to do that. So Clyde, we have come to the end of our time together. Thank you so much for being a part of the Prayer Works podcast. And we always like to do a call to action, right? Mm-hmm. Faith without works is dead. So we believe a thing, but there should always be a corresponding action to what we say we believe about God. And so I want to leave um, the people of God with this. So oftentimes, um, in your prayer time or in my prayer time, I journal, just have moments of reflection. And I think those are always good to try to assess where you are um, in your walk with God. And so with this particular subject, if you're a student athlete, um, if you're aspiring to do something great, um, we are hoping that what you get from this is a space where you are leveraging the gifting that God has given to you for the kingdom of God, that you are reminded um, to that God is the source of your success. It says all power belongs to God, right? And so you can journal a couple of things in your time of reflection just to kind of see where you are, right? The first thing I would tell you is to ask yourself, am I out of the will of God when it comes to what I'm aspiring to do in this earth? Like, are you out of the will of God, right, while you're doing it? Clyde talked about there was a time where he was being disrespectful to his parent, uh, to his mother. Are you out of the will of God? You got to check yourself. And then ask yourself this question, where in my life do I need to adjust my perspective about where I am? Um, where in my life do I need to adjust my perspective and is the perspective I have, I'm having a godly one, right? 
because there are some things that we want out of life, but it's not necessarily what God wants for your life. So you have to check your perspective and perspective. And then last, you have to ask your question. I always say people, people said is always ask me, how do I know if this is my purpose? Is this what God is telling me? I always tell them you got to make sure that it's a dream and not a scheme, right? Is it a good idea or is it a God idea? Is this just about me or is it about, is what I'm about to do, is what I'm doing going to bring impact to the lives, um, to the people of God that God has, has placed in your life? So that's the call to action. We've come to the end of our Prayer Works podcast. Please check us out on the Prayer Institute uh, website and all our social media platforms. Until next time, we love you. We want to continue to teach people to pray. Um, teach people how to pray and continue to pray for other people. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Prayer Works Podcast. For more information or to purchase the book, Praying to Change Your Life by Suzette Caldwell, please visit our website at prayerinstitute.com and follow us on social media at Praying to Change. Until next time, remember, prayer 